What is going on? My name is Taylor and this podcast is called Who Knows? A podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. No, actually, it's the 28th of October. But isn't the whole month of October actually Halloween? Uh, That's how I operate. And if you don't uh, figure it out, and if you actually are like, oh, it's Christmas, you're wrong. It is not Christmas yet. We need to give Halloween its time. If you feel me on that, at me. Because Halloween deserves all the love that Christmas and Thanksgiving, actually, you know what? Thanksgiving doesn't even get enough love. Let's give Thanksgiving some love too. All the holidays deserve their own time. So a couple of announcements. Um, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I just want to reiterate. We have mini-sodes coming up. Uh, we have two mini-sodes. So if you have any questions, please send them to us uh, at anything and everything. We want to hear it all. Um, so podcast who knows at gmail.com, send us those questions there and we will answer them on the upcoming mini-sodes. Woohoo! Another announcement, we are also looking for people to work with. Uh, if you are a brand, a business, um, a subscription box, you know, those kinds of things. Food, love me some food. But yeah, if, so if you're a business that would like to partner with us, we would love to partner with you. So uh, send those emails to podcastwhoknows at gmail.com and we would love to work with you. And one more uh, email that you should send if you are a blogger. Um, I would love to uh, chat with some bloggers and um, work on some projects with them. Uh, so if you are a blogger, please also email us at podcastwhoknows at gmail.com. Basically, you know, just send us an email. You know the email, send them. We want to hear from you. Bloggers, businesses, people, pets. If your pet can email, we uh, they should be on like, I don't know, David Letterman, whatever, something cool like that because that's awesome. All right, so we have some reviews. And one of them I have to read because it is actually amazing. And... I usually I'm like, you know, okay with like the screen names or whatever, but I kind of have to know who this person is because this this review is amazing and I'm going to read it right now. All right. So this first review is from Carpe DM 12193MD. Who are you? Please at me. And this is what it says. In all seriousness, Taylor is holding space for some really great conversations and not the easy ones. We tend to shy away from a lot of these topics where she is diving headfirst into them and recording them for all of us to listen to. Here's the part I love. Super excited to continue to listen to these podcasts and know that I can take what I have learned out into the world and hold my own conversations. Hopefully not recorded by the government with a little shush emoji. Listen, Carpe Diem 12193MD. You're amazing. Please send me a message. You're awesome. You know what? I'm going to read the other review too because it's actually amazing also. Um, This one is from Elephant Ears with a little heart. 
Uh, Taylor, this is so real. I'm living for this. You talk about topics that are very relevant and are definitely not afraid to dive right into the conversation. I can't believe I hadn't listened until now. I love that. I'm so glad that you love these and I'm so glad that you're finally listening and I hope that you get others to listen as well. And if you like who knows, you should also write us a review. Reviews are one of the best ways to support us. So if you love the show, write us a review on Apple Podcasts uh, and you can also get a shout out and maybe I'll read your amazing review about how you hope that your conversations are not recorded by the government or that you're excited to finally find us. Uh, thank you to CarpeDM12193MD, who are you? And Elephant Ears, also who are you? I'm not going to lie, I don't like the anonymity of these. Uh, that's probably not right. I want to know who you people are because I love everyone who listens to our podcast. All the things we're gonna talk about all the things. So if you're new here, welcome. But also we have a segment on this show called The Things and it's where I take a minute to talk about a few things that I might be super into right now. Exciting things that have happened like, uh, you know, events, accomplishments, things like that. Um, and I also sometimes talk about stuff that's really difficult for me right now. And it's just a place for me to open up and talk to you guys. Um, so here are the things this week. So I am very deep into working on my thesis right now. And my thesis has to do with uh, mental health in the workplace. There's, there's some nuances to it, but let's just leave it at that because I could go on about it forever. Um, and good thing I can because I have to. <laughs> um, so I I, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about mental health in the workplace and just how jobs affect us mentally, especially when it's a job that we don't like or a job that's really particularly stressful. And you know what? This is another email that I need you people to send us. Um, uh, I am curious, do you feel like you have a stressful job or do you feel like your job stresses you out in a way that is unhealthy or unmanageable. Um, I'm really curious about this. Um, and it's, I think it might kind of, you know, be something that helps me with my thesis a little bit and like fuels me when I'm writing about this. I'm equating it mostly to theater jobs because that's what I do um, with designers and technicians. I'm equating it to designers and technicians. So if you're a designer or technician in theater or if you work in entertainment, please, please, please definitely send me an email because I want to hear your stories. Um, but anybody, if you have, you know, some, if you need a space to kind of talk about your how your job is and the stress that it brings you and like you just want to tell your story about that, please send me an email because I'm really interested to hear that. So for this episode, we have three guests that I interviewed all separately. Um, they're all very, very good friends of mine uh, who all came into my life in varying times in my life. And we all talked about friendship. And I wanted to do this episode in this way because I feel like not all friendships are created equal. You have different ways of interacting with each of your friends in your life. Um, you have old friends, you have new friends. No two friendships are created the same, which I think is a good thing. No one person is able to provide everything that you need from a human interaction, but that's okay because our varying personalities as humans is a beautiful thing. But one thing that I do think is fundamentally important for all friendships is having people in your life that love you enough to communicate with you in a way that is honest, but also from a place of kindness and love because you are a person and you deserve people in your life that treat you that way. And these people, among many others, do that for me. So we're going to start off with Marissa. 
I have known Marissa since we were 11 and 12 years old, and we've been through a lot together. Marissa is an independent visual artist based in Hopewell, New Jersey. She paints, draws, makes stamps, and greeting cards. All of her work is incredibly beautiful. She also does some pretty amazing stuff with blind contour drawings. That's the drawings where you draw on the page, but you don't look at the paper. And they're really funny, but they're also really colorful and beautiful. I will link her Etsy shop and her Instagram in the show notes. We have been talking about this stuff our whole friendship because we met at summer camp where things were always really open and we were always, there was always like emotions happening and stuff like that. And I feel like we built our friendship on a foundation of always talking about our friendship and always talking about our feelings and emotions and communicating. Like the fact that we met at camp, you're like in such close quarters and you like live in the cabin together and you have to, you have to figure out how to communicate. Right. And so I think that's where this like really strong foundation came from because you know, you're doing everything together all day and like, and then, and then living together. So you really have to figure out how to talk about your feelings and talk about your friendship, talk about whatever you need to talk about, but just how to communicate better. Yeah. So what makes a good friend to you? The top thing for me would be communication, willingness to communicate about things, willingness to work through things. Um, because at the deepest level, like that is what you have to be able to do if you're close friends. Um, and then just like honesty, understanding, you know, somebody who is going to support you. And I, and it's like, I would also hope that it's like, to me, these are the, these are the qualities I want to express as a good friend, you know? So I want to be honest. I want to be understanding. I want to be accepting and just like just that feeling of like love that's unconditional where you feel comfortable being yourself with that person um which I know also has a lot to do with your own kind of feeling of self-worth or whatever but but people who are really good friends I feel like can make you can make it easier to feel like you can just be yourself even if you're having a horrible time like, I don't think that a good friend you necessarily always have to, like, have fun with or feel amazing That's when you're really interesting. together. Because, yeah. honestly, like, sometimes things are just difficult. And yeah. you and a good friend is somebody who can just really be there for you. And not in, like, a give, 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 give kind of way. Right. And, like, it's just, it's a very, like, mutual supportive right. understanding kind of thing but you know it does help like to have somebody you know for me good friends usually can understand my sense of humor and just like be ridiculous and goofy and like and just they let me be me and I let them be them and that's that's the most important thing I think I think it could be easy like when you're trying to meet new people like make new friends to be like okay and and there's not really nothing wrong with this, but like to say, okay, I want somebody who's like really active and really funny and really intelligent and all that kind of stuff. It's like that stuff makes sense, but 
to me, when I think about my friends, I'm not, I'm not thinking about them as like a checklist of like who they are in that sense. I'm thinking of, of just how they are and, and who they are more deeply, you know, it's, it's great to have stuff in common and it's great to like acknowledge that, but I think it's deeper than that. There's so many qualities of like a good friend, like, cause I feel like there's just so many things like a good listener. You want to listen to your friends. I was going to say, it's so weird because it sounds like you're describing like a boyfriend, I know, but like you should be that you should be that good of friends with your, with your significant other too. Yeah. And like, even though you're, there's like not that intimacy part of being like just friends, like it's the reality of letting somebody into your life. Um, and one of the things that I struggle with, um, cause <laughs> I struggle with friends. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's just, sometimes it can be really difficult for me, but it's because I'm so insecure. And I think that what's interesting is like, I've never really thought about it this way before, but I think that being okay with yourself actually makes you a good friend too. Absolutely. Which I've never thought about before until yeah. like literally just right now. Because you're not looking to other people to get, you know, you are, you're, when you're secure with yourself, you're able to give better. Yes. And so then you're a better friend. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> and like... I have trouble with that because I'm so insecure. So I spend a lot of time being like, are we okay? Are we good? Am I good? I'm sorry. And like that can be, that can be really difficult for a friend because it is work to, it's emotional labor mm -hmm. and you want to do that for your friends as much as you can. But at the same time, you can only do so much. Right. Even like, even though you love this person, you care about them and you have like a strong bond with them as a friend, you really can only do so much. Yeah. And like, so it's interesting to think that being a good friend is about loving yourself too, as much as it is about having compassion and care for the other person. Yeah. Because the less you're thinking about yourself, the more open you can be to listening and helping your friend. A lot of my friendships, like in my past, especially like when I was younger, like at home, were not founded on kindness. Right. I think that like they're the thing about that way of being friends is like it's like this thing of like, okay, we're comfortable enough. To, we like, we are, we're so secure in our friendship. We, we're so good that like, we can just make fun of each other all day. And like, we know, we just know automatically like, it's just, we're just joking. We're just joking. We're just joking. And like, for some people that might, that might be true. And like, they might be secure enough with themselves, but even if they're not, like sometimes it can be a little difficult to hear that all the time from the people that you care about. Yeah. I feel like there's, I feel like it's so accepted in society, I yeah. guess, that it's just people are okay just, like, tearing each other down all the time. Yeah. And it's, like, because it's funny, because it's whatever. But when you really get down to it, I would always rather... And and with myself, too, like, sarcasm. Mm. I've, over the past couple of years with different friendships I've had, I've been very sarcastic. And it's... And I've had conversations where it makes me realize that, like what it yeah even though it might seem funny at the time it's right. like what am I really 
adding to that relationship by being sarcastic and not just being kind. Right. I feel like there's so much unkindness in the world right now. And I just, I feel like a really, really good friend is willing and able to be kind. Right. And I, and you know, what's interesting to me is like, it feels, sometimes it feels uncomfortable to be kind yeah because i'm so used to just being like blah 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 blah, like rude to my friends or whatever and like Mm -hmm. and it can be kind of fun you know like every i think every now and then it's fine but like there is really something to be said about what we're talking about here of the lack of kindness in society today and how maybe if there was just like i mean because in a friendship you're in that and like generally if you like if you're you're with friends often Mm -hmm. and if you saw that kindness more often and readily in your accessible circle and you're Mm -hmm. like and not just like oh look at all these people on instagram being cute with each other oh look at all how the how these people are so for some reason i'm thinking of the fab five because we're watching (laughs) this just thinking like look how close the fab five are they're so sweet to each other and like they still even make fun of each other yeah but like at the same time like that's tv and like it what would it be like if kindness was more readily available in your own everyday life that like you can actually be around you can see and you can feel that's not just like watching like being a spectator of it right and at the very least i think even just being aware of when people really need kindness yeah because yeah i i could totally agree like people are different i have friends who are very sarcastic to each other and they just like love it that's just how they are but knowing when you need to be kind to someone else that can be so so helpful and i think that's one just one sign of a good friend like because they're aware or they're they're listening or yeah. watching for for when that's needed if they're not you know just kind all the time yeah and i think that even in those friendships or whatever in that kind of relationship is so good to like throw in those like little <laughs> pebbles of kindness here and there like yeah. even if it's in like a way that's like accessible to the way that those people communicate like maybe you're sarcastic to each other all the all the time and then like you can tell that your friend needs a little bit of kindness you can be like dang girl look at those shoes like (laughs) oh and like some people would respond better to that than being like wow those shoes are so nice like i really like those and like it's all about the way the way that you say things and like you kind of know how to do that when you vibe well with a friend yeah ew i just said vibe (laughs) (laughs) but it really does all come back to communication yeah everyone communicates differently um but recognizing and figuring out how you communicate and communicating with others it's like that it all comes down to that because like these are just my these are my things that i think make a good friend and i'm sure there are more that i'm like i wish i had written that down because i you know whatever but Everyone's different. It's interesting for me to like really contemplate about what makes a good friend to me. I feel like the only thing I truly want from people in my life is honesty. I want to know if I'm doing something that they don't like. I want people in my life who don't treat me a certain way based on my faults anxiety is just a huge part of my life a lot of people who are in my life know that and I feel like sometimes and maybe it's just like because I have anxiety I feel this way but I feel like in society 
there's a lot of like, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to say this thing. And instead of like just communicating to each other, there's a lot of like, oh, I feel this way, but I don't want to say anything because I'd rather just like push through it and like not hurt their feelings. And like, uh, there's a difference. I think there's a, there is a distinct difference between like you're mad at a friend about something and it's like super tiny Mm -hmm. and you like vent to somebody else or you like stew about it for a minute and then like it blows over and it's fine. I used to think this, but I kind of don't think it as much anymore just because of like what I've been learning lately about friendships and about relationships. I don't think that your friends need to know every single little thought that you have in general and about them necessarily because like sometimes you might get mad at them about something or they might do something stupid and you like if and you don't want to bring it up because you don't because it's not because in the end like if you really ponder the situation you're like okay this isn't really that big of a deal Mm -hmm. but I do think that it's important if there is something that you that's really wrong that's like a real issue or that or something that you feel like your friend would truly benefit from knowing that's like a reoccurring issue or like something that they might really benefit from telling them could be really good because of those instances that have happened in my life uh, with people not telling me things because for whatever reason, I think it's important to me to have a friend who will be honest with me because that fosters trust for me mm-hmm. when I know that this person is going to be honest with me, when I know that they're not going to tiptoe around my issues, when I know that I can go to them when I really need something. And and I and I don't think I want to get it confused with like my friends validating me because sometimes I, because of my anxiety, I do try to go to my friends of like, oh, if you think what I'm doing is right, it must be right. Or like, oh, tell me this looks good because I'm going to think that it looks bad. The honesty that ha- that comes from a friendship and the trust from a friendship should not be something that you rest your whole life on. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if my friend is okay with this, I can do it. And if they're not okay with it, I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like you still have to, I think that I'm learning this a little bit that you still have to like really again like we've been saying you have to love yourself enough and be secure enough with yourself in order to to have a good friendship so i think that while it's important for me to to have friends who are honest with me and who i can trust it all goes back to how i feel about myself i need to feel good about myself in order to have a friendship that not only i can be a good friend but that i can this sounds really weird, but that I can receive friendship Mm -hmm. openly. Does that make sense? I think that does make sense. I mean, I think in, I think thinking about like a healthy friendship with the idea of honesty, Mm -hmm. it's not honesty to just for the sake of honesty. It's like friends are there to help you grow and help you figure out how to love yourself kind of. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, great to have that honesty that comes from a loving place so having a healthy friendship it totally makes sense what you're saying about being able to receive that uh friendship like that help rather than just needing it but just accepting it right rely yeah in an unhealthy way right i feel like it's not healthy to feel like you need to tiptoe around your friends to please them 
Yeah. Um, I think that's true. And so when it comes to the honesty thing, I feel like the healthiest friendships are those that are honest. The friends are honest with each other, but that honesty comes from a place of caring and love because you have a mutual understanding that you are there to support each other's growth. Yes. And so if you're just being honest for the sake of being honest and don't care if what you're being on about honest about is hurtful, I don't think that's necessarily healthy. I think that's kind of goes along with what I was saying before about like maybe not everything needs to be said. Yeah. Even yeah. though that's like totally goes against everything that I, I'm always like <laughs> talk about it all. But like the, but the, real, the reality is maybe you don't need to talk about that right now. Or like maybe if it's like maybe it's something that you notice and later on down the road it's like really hurting them. You're like, oh, maybe I should mention that. Yeah. It is really difficult because you know your friend's insecurities so much that if you know they're insecure about something and they ask you a question directly that relates to their insecurity and they want to know if this insecurity is kind of real, like that issue or whatever, and you want to answer honestly, but you don't want to hurt them, it's a very tricky thing. Right. But you, but again... In an instance such as that, no, we're not talking about our own friendship <laughs> at all. In an instance such as that, you could see that that was hurting them, that right. they needed that, right. that that's something that they'd been struggling with for a long time. And they just needed somebody who they knew was saying it to them, not not in a way of like, yes, this is how I feel. Like, yes, you're this. Go mm -hmm. away now. Exactly. Like, and yes, you're this, and I don't want to be friends with you anymore because of it. It's like you were saying it because you're like, yes, I want to be honest with you so I can help you heal a little bit because I mm -hmm. feel like this honesty is something that you can have been have you have been needing that you it was a need that you saw that had been recurring mm -hmm. and that had been weighing on this person me and <laughs> and you so you provided and like of course I sobbed about the whole situation but like I'm I'm doing so much better today yeah it's it's like in that millisecond I'm like what's the most caring thing I can do right now I know that there are insecurities around this but is it better for me to just perpetuate that insecurity by pretending it's not there, pretending it's not an right. issue or a thing? Right. Because you and you know, and you didn't say like this is an issue now. Change. Right. Like, it's like you know in your heart what is the most caring thing you can do and what what you're really what you were really asking for was honesty. Like straight up, that's what you needed. Yeah. So it would be horrible of me to sit there. And try to figure out how to not hurt your feelings. Because even if you feel horrible temporarily, in the end, the fact that your best friend was honest with you yeah. means way more, I think, to yes. you than just me, like, being scared of hurting exactly. you. And you were, and not only that, not only that, but, like, you provided this information for me and then were there to comfort me and support me in the situation. And not just, like... 
Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> By pinning your arms down and suffocating you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sometimes you just have to pin your friend down and tell them that they're enough. That's a quote. That's a shirt. <laughs> so the next one is with my friend Ariel. Her and I have actually known each other for a long time too, but we spent the better part of the first years of knowing each other absolutely hating each other. Uh, once we were both older, we found out that we had a lot in common and became best friends. Ariel is a PhD student at Florida International University in Miami, Florida. Her work with the FIU Agroecology Program aims to develop sustainable practices for fruit production that would ensure healthy soils while proving to be incredibly lucrative to farmers. She is my science star. So we hated each other in middle and high school. Like I, I, there was like a brief period of time I remember where we were like kind of friends, but 95% of the time in that time in our lives, we were not friends. I think we must've met through Michael. Probably. Cause I knew Michael from, what was that class where you did the technology? Oh my gosh. Uh, I with, forgot what with it was the, called. With the cars and stuff yes. like that. And you, I remember we were, we were, Heather and I took that class and we were super excited about making those vinyl stickers. Yeah. I forget what that class was called, but I remember the teacher was like this old guy. Old and he was guy, crazy. yeah. So that's where I first met Michael. That's where me and Michael first started becoming friends because we like made that plaque with your name on it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. We didn't get to make those. And mine I was, was so like really weird. Like on one corner it had like mittens. And on the other corner, it had like a spirally thing. And he just thought I was really weird. I think what it was, was when we were in high school, you were always friends with the guys that I was like dating. And I was like, I don't want this. Like, I hate this. Not on purpose. <laughs> no, I know. Obviously. It just, we just, it just happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that we would be friends ever. Basically, I knew... That when I started dating Kyle again, that I was going to have to be friends with his friends. And then I don't even, like, I honestly can't remember when we started actually being friends in, like, in our adult life. Because I feel like one day we just, like, started texting because... Well, Michael, it's all Michael. It's always Michael. Because Michael was putting the seed in both of our heads like you guys would be friends you tell me the same things taylor tells me i'm like what I'm like i didn't understand what he meant i don't he think was like, i did either. he was like you guys just would get each other i promise just just try talking to each other and i was like i mean i don't mind like talking like yeah and then there was that one time that we decided to like i was gonna come to kyle's and you were gonna be there Remember? No, I don't remember that. I came to Kyle's. <laughs> you were there. Everyone was there. It was like Sam, Chris, Guy, everyone. Everyone was there. And you were like really anxious. Probably. And you didn't talk to me much. Like I kept trying to have a conversation with I you. I don't remember that. Yes, I dude. Be I believe it. You but probably I don't blocked it that. out because, <laughs> because I kept trying to have a conversation with you and like. That, like not, oh, so from God. my perspective, all I remember is like. Every time you were coming to town, everyone's entire life was taken up because Taylor was there and you guys were doing the 
trampoline place and like this place and that place and michael would oh the trampoline michael would always tell me oh yeah like i would be like hey you want to hang out he'd be like oh well taylor's in town and we're doing like this 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 that and i was like oh my god taylor (laughs) she's so annoying she takes all my friends and then i was thinking like what the hell you know but then he was like you guys are so stupid like you get mad when she's in town because we're all busy but you could just like come hang out. Like it's stupid. And I was like, Oh yeah. No, like, I, like I told him, I'm not going to talk to her unless she talks to me first. Yeah, Cause we were stupid were and immature. Even when I think that was like, I was like 22 or something. Yeah. But yeah. So every time you would come, like there was all these plans and like movies and this and that. Cause they would tell me like, Oh yeah. And I felt like really shitty. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, like I'm not invited to any of this stuff. And me and Taylor like don't like each other, but I don't know why. And yeah, yeah. We hung out that one time and you like, just looked like you were super anxious. Yeah. And, like you didn't really talk much Probably. and you were like really closed off. And I was like, but we've been texting. Like, why doesn't she want to hang out with me? I thought we were kind of friends. But I understand. Oh, okay, okay. You were like okay. super this, anxious. This like makes you were sense. having a lot of social anxiety. Yes. But it was overwhelming because everyone was there. Yeah. And I know how you are and you probably felt like weird that we were all like together. The thing that's crazy about our friendship is 95% of it has been through texting and Snapchat and Instagram because even and like what's even weirder about it is that we grew up in the same town, went to the same school, did all of that stuff. Had the same friends, but right. weren't friends. Right. And then, but now, now that we want to be friends, we have to do it long distance because I live wherever I'm living at the time. And it's really funny because I, cause like you've been here for like six days now and I'm like, this is what it would be like if we could hang out all the time and it's great. And I wish that we could do that because having a long distance friendship is really hard, especially with somebody that you're really, really close friends with. And you're both like really doing crazy stuff with school and like doing, basically going through like all of the same stuff. Like you're, it's like you're there for everything with your friend but you're not. But you're not because you yeah. don't get to see it. Like we don't get to see each other on birthdays. We don't like all of that stuff. We're there for it, but we're not. Like in and spirit. It, yeah. And it's through weird. Snapchat yeah, exactly. <laughs> through Snapchat and like just talking constantly and stuff like that. Yeah. And oh, shopping's the worst. I know. That makes me so <laughs> sad. I wish every time we're going, one of us is going shopping, I'm like, I know. That's the worst. And then whenever we're together, we don't need anything. So we just like walk around the store and we're like, okay, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like the way that I show care for my friends is by just doing literally everything I can to be there for them because of the fact that I never get to see them. And like... It's hard. Like it's hard. Like that's why whenever whenever there's a problem with any of my friends, I say I'm gonna be there for you as much as I can be because I literally can't be there. Yeah. So how do you care for your people? How do you feel like you execute that? Um, I make sure that everyone always has cake on their birthday. Hell yeah, you do. You <laughs> do stuff like that. I am like really all about like holidays, being together on holidays, making food, making sure we're, we all get together. Yes. Like I'm so about that. Making sure everyone has cake on their birthday. That is like the most important thing in the world I for me. I love that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that. And so I just kind of like make sure I like we have a really annoying group message that we all talk in. And I just like I'll just make fun of somebody here or there to get the (laughs) to get a conversation going (laughs) just to like be annoying and just make sure like everybody stays in touch and just that kind of thing. Um, How else do I care? I feel like one of the things that you do really well and I can tell that it's like something that you do because you care is you make sure that nobody makes a mistake that they're going to very severely regret or trying to trying to encourage them to do things that are going to ultimately make their life better. Like when we tell Michael he needs to get a new job. Or like when I go mattress shopping with him so he doesn't get ripped off. Yeah. God, we're slaying Michael in this podcast. That and means he, we love you, Michael. I know, and he listens to this because I think he he is the only one that besides you that was that like actually. Well, act. our friend Michael is super jealous that I get to be on the podcast before him. <laughs> um. Yeah, and but I feel like all that stuff that you do. Because of the friends that you have, they're the most ridiculous people ever. But I feel like they, like, they appreciate it a whole lot. And, like... Yeah. I just try to, you know, I just try to be there as much as I can. Even if, for me, like, besides Taylor, Taylor's, like, pretty much the only person I talk to, like, every almost every day. Yeah. But besides her and, like, my boyfriend, I don't really speak with my friends or friends or whoever like every single day right and for me it's more just like uh just making sure that at some point we keep in touch because being an adult is busy and I'm a PhD student and I yeah I'm not constantly thinking like oh I have to text whoever and make sure like no you know I just want to make sure like I want my friends to know that I'm always there. If you ever need to talk, I might be going insane, crazy, doing something, but I'll always take the time to be like, okay, let's talk this out. Like, what do you need? Yeah. Do you need an opinion? Because I have lots of opinions. Yes, you do. (laughs) I feel like one of the things that I do, and again, this is like maybe not the greatest thing ever, still trying to figure out where I feel about, like how I feel about this. A lot of the time people just need somebody to just like, like let go with. And like, if they have like terrible stuff that they're feeling or like, if they like really need somebody to do something for them or like just having somebody that is unconditionally on your team, even if they're like, they don't agree with what you're doing, but just being like, you might want to rethink this, but like, if this is really what you want to do, I'm going to be there for you. And then like, if it goes wrong, being there for them still and being like, okay, like, let's talk about this thing. Like, let's make sure that we can like get through this kind of at my own expense, making sure that the people that are in my life know that somebody cares about their happiness which again could be to a fault, but I don't know. To me, it's just, just knowing that somebody cares about you being happy. I just like being that person. And yeah. And I love cooking for people. That's another thing that I love doing. <laughs> Whenever people come over, I'm like, what are we making? Yeah. I remember in college, we oh my gosh, over there that was, a lot. yeah, there was one day I remember where like two, two or three different people came over, came through 
like in the same day and I like cooked for all of them and they were like what is happening and I was like I'm just gonna cook for you because I love you and I think it was also when I first started learning how to cook so I was yeah. like you were in the mood me. you were doing it yeah yeah but just like yeah and loyalty 100% just like being there for them yeah even if they're I just like, don't want to hear you talked about me to our other friend and said whatever yeah like I'm just so over that like <laughs> baby drama oh yeah you know what i mean yeah like, i don't want any baby drama baby life. drama not baby mama drama just baby drama yeah yeah it's it's beyond me sometimes i still hear people like my age like at 26 having like this weirdo like instagram drama yeah. or something what i'm like what are, are we you doing in? dude yeah no i totally agree with that like hey do you, uh, aren't you busy? Like, yeah. don't you have other things to worry about? Yeah. Like, I don't want any of that in my life. No. If you're making drama, we're done. I, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And like, it's really, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like it's really not that hard to not make drama. Like just consider other people's feelings and don't, don't do things that you think are probably a bad idea. If you feel like it's probably a bad idea, and you would hurt your friend's feelings. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. Just don't. But I do love seeing other people's drama on the internet. Oh, so yeah. Oh, absolutely. All you guys that love making drama, keep doing That's it. That's why we love Trisha Paytas. Yes. <laughs> that just... is why we love her. Because she'll break up with her boyfriend for one day. And one then day. make a video about it. It might have even been a few hours. I don't remember. 30 seconds. 30 <laughs> It needed a video. Yes. We broke up. This last one is with a new friend of mine. Her name is Kirsten, and we met last year when she came into the graduate sound design program at UNCSA. She's now a second-year graduate student studying sound design just like I am. She's based in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Kirsten and I knew that we would be good friends when we realized how much we both value a good, secure friendship and sharing in the joy of having someone to vent to about how hard grad school is. So I'm really happy that we met in grad school because I was alone for a really long time and it sucked and it's just really nice to, you know, because grad school is so difficult, it's really nice to have somebody to, you know, commiserate with a little bit. Um, and so I, I'm super glad that we became friends that, like last year and it's been awesome to be friends and have somebody to commiserate with about stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's definitely the thing that drew us together it was like our commiseration about like grad school's hard these people are children like ah yeah yeah like it just ha just having somebody there to just like when there's like a moment and like having somebody to like share like that moment with and like when things are, get tough just having a friend somebody you know that if like that you know is a friend and you can go to and just be like I just need to get all of this stuff out there like I and like you know they don't judge you for it and they don't like think badly of, of you about it and like you just get it out there and like having a person to do that with is really awesome yeah and I think one of the other things that we bonded over is we kind of have I, I think this thing that like we mutually call friendship anxiety where like you and I have shared have a shared experience of having had friendships in the past where, you know, we, you know, you think everything's going well and you like things are going decently with a friend and then out of nowhere, they kind of just stop being friends with you, which like, you know, that's something that like, if you have a friend that's like, you know, not, you're like not having a relationship with, it's like not, the friendship is not serving you in a certain way. Um, like 
we're not saying that like you should like stay in a friendship that is toxic, but like these are times where things seem to be fine and you seem to think that everything is okay. And then somebody in your life that you, you know, seem that you, from what you understand, have had this connection with just doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. And that can be really, really, really difficult. Yeah. I've encountered that a few times. Um, just like people that are like your best friend yeah. and then they're just like, no, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And you're like, uh, okay, like what, do, what did I do wrong? And so then you're like, well, what can I do moving forward so that this doesn't happen again? Yeah. Yeah. And and like, it becomes like when, when those things happen and you know, there, nothing happens to like rectify the relationship. It's just kind of like it ends and like, you can't help but feel bad about yourself. And like it, and, and you also can't help but bring that baggage into other friendships. And so I think that like, even though we share this mutual understanding of that being a thing, one of the things that we've had trouble that like, I feel like I've had trouble with, with our friendship is sometimes I'm like, Oh, are we okay? Are you mad at me? And like, I feel bad about asking that stuff, but I'm also just in such a state of panic that it can be really difficult for me to, you know, to feel secure in a friendship that even, even if I know that it's a secure friendship because of the stuff that's happened to me in the past. Yeah. And I'm exactly the same way. Like, you know, sometimes you're like, are we okay? Is everything good? And I'm just like, yeah, man, like I'm just stressed out. I'm sorry. I haven't talked to you in a while. And it's just like, you don't know these things until you talk through them. Right. So like, yeah. Yeah. And it can be difficult because you, you know, you're so close with this person. And like a lot of the time you're like, when you're together, you're, you know, like enjoying your time together. And like, you're, if they're ha- like, if the communication kind of like, you know, you're, you're saying like you're stressed or like I'm stressed and like our communication kind of, you know, goes out the window for some reason, um, like that, those anxieties come back and like, that can be, that can be difficult with friendships because it's like, you're, you're a person, like you, you're dealing with people and like, you're having these relationships with people and, personalities are a thing. And so like sometimes like there's a personality thing that you're like, oh, I have to like get used to that about this person, especially a new friend. Like it's always with me, it's like new friends are like really, really difficult. And like sometimes it takes me far too long to get used to like a friendship with somebody because I'm just so like in fear of these like past relationships that have happened to me. Yeah. And I feel like um, we talked about before, like friendships are like relationships. You have to be able to communicate properly and like nurture them and like let them grow. A relationship and a friendship have like, you know, there's a lot of differences in those two kinds of relationships. But I think the one thing like there's a couple of things that they have in common too, actually. But one of the things that the thing the thing that comes to my mind in what we're talking about right now is the fact that the way that you nurture and care for and you like, you know, do what you can to make a relationship like a romantic relationship sustainable. Like that's something like that kind of attitude should be applied for the most part. Like I said, if you're in a toxic friendship, like you, you know, you can evaluate that and like, you don't have to stay in a friendship that makes you unhappy, but like there's a difference between staying in a friendship that makes you unhappy and being in a friendship that you think is going well. And the other person just decides that like, you're not worth their time anymore. 
Yeah, it all goes back to, like, communication. I mean, you've got to let people know, like, if something's wrong, if you have a problem, or just, like, what's going on with you? Because so many things get misconstrued now with, like, text messages. Yeah. You know, not really talking face-to-face, which I'm not a huge, like, talk-on-the-phone type person. Yeah. But... If there's an issue, I'm a huge proponent of, like, let's sit down and talk about this. Yeah. Or, like, not go at it via text. Yeah. Because, like, there's been way too many times where it'll just be a back and forth or, like, well, your tone in your text was weird. And I'm, like, how how do you have a tone in, in your text? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I've actually found also with certain – recently I've found that email – even like to me, email seems like, you know, email is for work or like your uncle that you haven't talked to in a really long time. But actually I have found recently that email can be kind of helpful when you're having like a difficult, when you have to have a difficult conversation with a friend that you don't have the time to see face to face or like, um, if the other person feels more comfortable doing that, like that, that can be a tool. But I think that it's still the concept of like sitting down and like having a lot of time to like talk through this and like have this conversation and it be something that you take the time to actually do. And like that can be really tough because those conversations are kind of scary. Like even though you're like going to it and you're like, I really want this to get get better. I really want this to be something that, you know, that we can benefit from. It's you, you, again, personalities, you never know, even, even if it's a friend, you never know how that person is going to, going to react. Yeah. Like conversations like that are really hard because I'm the type of person who just runs away when there's like a confrontation. I'm like, uh, I don't want to deal with this, but like, I know I have to. So then I start like hyperventilating or something, but yeah. Yeah. They, they can be, that can be really, really difficult to navigate. If you, if you go to this person with this problem and you, you get, it is received in a way that they want to talk about it too and like they're being willing and open and there's an understanding of like, okay, we're going to be honest real quick, but like that doesn't mean that we don't care about each other. Like for me with my anxiety, sometimes that's really difficult to like, you know, wrap my head around that concept. And again, because of that baggage of people that have just been like, bye. Um, But it is, I think it is really important and I think it does help to have that mutual understanding. Yeah, and you definitely like have to make sure that people are receptive to what you're saying. Like if you're like, hey, I've got an issue with this, let's talk through it. And then like they're not receptive to that and they're not taking your advice and the things you have to say. It's like maybe that friendship isn't going to work out. Yeah. That's okay. There's a difference between something that is worth working out and a difference between something that is not worth working out. And sometimes... For some people, for me, I'm one of those people, it can be really tough to like spot that because you, because for me, at least I'm like, I'm so, I am so willing to work things out that like sometimes it's to a fault because I'll be, you know, in a friendship with somebody who maybe they are actually like could be considered like a toxic friend and I'm just willing to give them so many chances partially because I'm just like, oh my God, like I don't want to lose my friends. And the other part is just like, I'm just such a forgiving person, but like I have to remind myself sometimes even in friendships, like, you know, 
I need to think of myself too. Like I need to, even though that's like, you know, it's a friendship, it's about being together. Like you have to think of yourself too, which can be really difficult because you're like, uh, this like <laughs> the friendship. That's the thing is that like the reason that I want to do this episode is because like at its, at, a, at the surface, friendship is like, you're like, this should not be that hard. Like this should not be that difficult, but it is like, it, it has the same nuances that any, that any romantic relationship has. Yeah, it's true. And I'm the type of person who's just too nice. And I think you and I are similar in that way Yep. where like, I just don't, it's hard for me to deal with these difficult situations. And then if it doesn't end up working out, like, what do you do? Yeah. I mean, back to the relationship thing, it's, it's definitely about give and take. Yeah. Like I know personally, I'm not always a person to like reach out to you, but I am always here for my friends and like, I'm here to listen. I may not be great with advice, but I'm a great listener yeah. if you ever need to talk to me. But yeah, it's all about that give and take. Like if if all they're doing is taking, like maybe you need to reevaluate and like see if this is worth working through, worth continuing, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like my mother is a huge proponent of cutting out those toxic friends. Like don't just cut people out of your life. Obviously give them a shot. But like if they're not adding any value to your life, like it's okay to just say bye. Yeah. I, I mean like this isn't a hard and fast rule, but I would say like if you've brought up the same conversation with somebody in your life like more than four times, you it may not be it may not be something that is fixable. Like they may just literally like they may not they may really not care. Like Honestly, it, honestly, to me, it, that's what it comes down to is like if you're talking to this person about this thing multiple times and they're not responding in a way that's positive for your relationship, that's like it's over. Like they're they're not a good friend. We all have a responsibility for like our emotions and like how they affect other people. And I really am learning that myself because I have a lot of emotional issues and like so I'm trying to do the best that I can to like you know, not subject people to that in a way that makes them uncomfortable. And like, if you're coming to your friend and you're like, if you're coming to this person and you're like, you know, you, you're not talking to me. Like you never talk to me. Like I reach out to you all the time. I see you hanging out with other people and you never ask me to hang out and you come to them and like, and they just do that thing where they shove you out where they're like, Oh, I love you. It's fine. I'm sorry. I love you. It's fine. And they don't like actually have a conversation with you. There's just, there's something up there. Yeah, for sure. There you have it. Those are my friends, among many others. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be better ways to communicate with your friends about all kinds of things, good and bad, or how to better support and love your friends when they need it most. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. And I also want to point out something else that I've been thinking about and really fueled me in creating this interview. In any friendship and any relationship, don't settle for thinking your feelings don't matter. Hearing the needs of the ones you love is important, and being open to communicate and compromise is also important. But you deserve the same respect that you give others. So love yourself enough to know that. Don't forget it. And if you need reminding, 
I'm here for you on that. Bring people into your life who treat you the way that you deserve to be treated, just like these people do for me. And like I said, a few good other ones too. You know who you are, quality over quantity. If you want to stay up to date with the episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Who Knows Pod. We are also on Facebook at Who Knows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day we release a new episode. So if you want to send us a picture of your cat or dog or any animal that you have, uh, you can send those over to our Instagram and we will feature your pet. You can also visit our website at whoknowspod.com. And if you want to send us any questions, like the many questions that I asked for in the beginning of the episode, uh, we will answer those. And you can email us at podcastwhoknows at gmail.com. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So go over there, rate and review. And if your review is hilarious, or even if it's just cute, and I love it, I will read it. This episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and produced by Maria Wortel. Our intro music is by Chris Williams, and our outro music is Lynx by Softaware. Who knows who's out there, but I love you, and thanks for listening. Okay, so let me see how many songs I can think of that are about friendship. Um, that one from Anything Goes. It's friendship, friendship, just the perfect blendship. Uh, SpongeBob, uh, BFF, that stands for us. And that's the one from the musical. And then the other one is the F is for friends who do stuff together. You, F, you and me. You got a friend in me. Da-na-na-na-na. You got a friend in me. Yeah. Friendship.